0: Can you tell us a little bit of where we are today? We're on the outskirts of Marseille, just off the grounds of a horse racing track by the looks of it. I can see the grandstand over there and the track which looks like it could do with a with a bit of grass on it. There's also a ferris wheel, not unlike a small version of the, the London Eye on the uh, horizon as well. So
1: Pretty sure it's not the London
0: Eye. It's not the London Eye. That's um, that's in London. <laughs> but yeah, we're just outside the press room this evening. We haven't managed to find anywhere nearby for a, for a cold beer. It yeah. w-
1: would have felt inappropriate perhaps after Daniel's troubles today to be, you know, drinking beer while he's sweating at Marseille Airport trying to get a replacement car. I
0: would have felt bad about that for a couple of moments. Yeah. The cycling podcast first visited Marseille in 2013 during the first week of the Tour de France on the day when Mark Cavendish won the fifth stage. It finished at the Park Borelli, a majestic chateau with beautifully manicured gardens. Richard and I recorded our episode overlooking the race course before galloping to the old port for an aperitif and dinner, followed by overpriced fish bowls of gin and tonic, I seem to recall.
1: So tonight, Lionel and I are going to be uh, talking Mark Cavendish talking a bit of Marseille. We've got some fascinating stories about Marseille. We think they're fascinating. Anyway, Mark Cavendish.
0: We probably didn't make the most of our visit that day. We saw the city through the eyes of tourists or day-trippers. We needed Francois Tomizot with us but he didn't join the Cycling Podcast tour team until 2017. My name is Lionel Burney and this is part one of La Marseillaise, a mini-series for Friends of the Cycling Podcast. At the end of January, Simon Gill and I set off for the south of France, to Marseille, we were in search of some winter sunshine pastis and bouillabaisse and to see the Grand Prix La Marseillaise, the first race of the French road racing season, the opening round of the Coupe de France series. We were also there to say a big thank you to Francois, who is retiring from Tour de France duty. We wanted to say thank you for his contribution to the podcast over the past six summers. François has lived in Marseille much of his life, and like all good rebels, he's fiercely proud of the city and its punk rock reputation. Speaking of which, the music in this episode is by a Marseille band called Special Service. The song is from 1980, and it's called Marseille or Kingston. And the bassist on the track? None other than François Thomasel, of course.
1: Good morning, Francois. Good morning. We're, we're facing the, one of those tricky situations in France that uh, Daniel would, would hate. It's past 11, and so all, all the bars that, that are also restaurants have set up their tables for lunch, and you can't have a coffee. You have to go to a bar that's not a restaurant as well. Otherwise, if you sit down just to have a coffee, you say, oh, we're in you know lunchtime, uh, you know, gear or preparation format and you uh, this is one, the, one of the things I hate about uh, about France even in Marseille even here in oh, the creative yeah. quarter yeah yeah we're in the Cours Julien and uh, Cours Julien was recently voted by Time Out magazine as one of the ten most uh, how could I say well, we say, "branched" in uh, uh, what? What do you say in English? You know, uh, fashionable, uh, trendy uh, uh, quarters in uh, in Europe. So uh, you know, w- with places in Copenhagen, with. Uh, there's probably a spot in London as well that's been uh, spotted by the by uh, these guys, but yeah, we, you you're where the uh, you know the action is. Where uh, well, there's not much action this morning, but it's uh, but yeah, there you are, one of the hot spots of Europe as far as it's, you know for the young population. If if you have a look just behind you, there's a street going down uh, inside the uh, this this area of Marseille called La Plaine, and it's full of grafts, uh, you know, as they say. And you've got the graphers, you know. The, so all almost every single house in the area is uh, decorated. Sometimes nicely, sometimes well.
0: I think there's a fine line isn't there it's, uh, it's quite bohemian it, it reminds me a little bit of Camden in London that would yeah, yeah, be the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, the part of absolutely. London so the, the graffiti it strays from kind of street art some of it's yeah. very good yeah, it and some great. of it just looks like defacing walls really right. yeah, 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 the, the yeah, tags are a little bit scruffy, untidy yeah, uh, yeah, so, exactly. some, of, some of the messages are um, <laughs> Wow it's, it, I suppose it's where the kind of
1: uh, the counterculture kind of expresses itself in a way in in every big city. In in this part of La Plaine, which is kind of the student area in in Marseille, in many ways, uh, so some of them are pretty nice, some of them are pretty nice, and so and others are. You know, the far too the problem with graphs that that's, that's one of the things I would I would reproach graphers is that they don't respect one another because they they, they, they they draw uh, you know above sometimes there's a great one and it's 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 very quickly covered by other ones that are not so great. So at least you know you should respect your your colleagues, you know and and what they do
0: yeah I mean over there I can just see on the wall somebody's r- written greed so there's a kind of a, a hint at the sort of the, the political um, leanings of uh, the, the, the people leaving the the graffiti but that message kind of gets lost a bit when the yeah, that, when it gets scruffier you know
1: yeah the, the, this part is I mean I, <laughs> I know that, I know that the, the, the town hall for a while like many town halls I guess in Europe and in the rest of the world that they've been trying to curb uh uh, gra- Graffitis and graffers, and, and then they they gave up. You know, like uh, they, they even gave them sp- spots. You know, n- near schools or you know huge walls. Do what you want, but of course, graffers don't like to. Uh, it's no. like it's like cats. You know, if you give them a t- toy, they play with a box, and 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 and, and graffers are a bit the same. If if yeah. if it's allowed, it's not interesting. Yeah, they
0: don't want to keep their coloring in between the
1: lines, do they? They want to they
0: want to make their mark where they want to make their mark. Yeah, it's a it's a n- nice little spot though the sun is out it's it's very crisp and cold but we're gonna to have to look somewhere else for a coffee we can't even get a coffee in il cafe
1: no yeah yeah i know it's strange i thought i thought il cafe has been around for a long time so that's why i i said well let's meet at il cafe because normally you can have coffee uh, but but yeah obviously they've changed their uh, you know customs and they're and they're you know in line with what everybody else does which is uh, you know eat please don't you know Anyway, yeah, we'll find a place.
0: (laughs) La Marseillaise is a five-part series for Friends of the Cycling Podcast. To listen to the rest, sign up as a friend at thecyclingpodcast.com. Your annual subscription will also give you access to the archive of more than 80 special episodes we've made over the years plus the full back catalogue of Kilometer Zero episodes and everything that we plan to release for Friends of the Podcast over the coming year. Your financial support also ensures that we can keep the regular show on the road and commit to covering all three of cycling's Grand Tours in 2023. To sign up, go to thecyclingpodcast.com.